Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Pollan. Hunter Hodes, I'm Dave Holcomb. We've got another great show for you today. Chicago Cubs lost their first series to the Milwaukee Brewers this week. What does that mean for the National League Central? My co-host Tom Pollan will explain. We'll also dive into the Pittsburgh Pirates, who dropped their two young guns in the batting order. We discussed both of them last week, and they kind of listened to us, the Pirates did. Uh, they had no choice but to move Corey Dickerson and Frisco, Francisco Cervelli to hitting third and fourth, respectively. Can they score enough runs with Dickerson and Cervelli in the middle of that lineup to win games? In the second part of our show, we're also going to talk about the, the Nationals' hot prospect and move into the American League to cover the big stories of the junior circuit. We'll also try to squeeze in a little bit of hockey and uh, take a look back at the last two years on Weekend Sports Huddle, especially the last year with Hunter Hodes when he joined the show. Um, as I said last week, this is our last show. Um, but before I get a little bit sentimental, let me bring on my co-host today, Tom in Chicago. Tom, how are you doing? Hey, doing all right, Dave. Uh, it's going to be a hot weekend. We're going to set records this weekend, so I'm probably going to be spending most of the weekend inside, but you know, we're going to have plenty of baseball on television and uh, we're going to have some fun. So, doing, doing good here. Well, that's great. Yeah, it was. We, I went to the Braves game last night. It was, it was a hot one here as well. Yep. So, you know, as I say, you know, that's why they invented air conditioning and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll take it from there. <laughs> Well, my other co-host, Hunter Hodes, coming from Virginia. Hunter, how are you this West morning? West Virginia, right? West Virginia, uh, right. Excuse me. Yeah. West Excuse Virginia, me. Yeah, West Virginia. <laughs> um, I'm doing good today, guys. Um, my sister graduated high school last night, so the family is in from all over the country today. Wow. For her, uh, congratulations. Mhm. So, um, yeah, we have congratulations to Hunter's sister. Yeah, I'll tell you. Said that, Tom. We have people from Florida in, Texas, um, around here, Pen- uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Um, it, it's a it, it's a nice family gathering. Well, that's great to hear. Congratulations to your sister, and uh, we're glad you could make uh, an hour of your time, carve out an hour of your time, Hunter, to spend it with us on this day. Uh, I was I was yeah. I was I was not going to do that. <laughs> well, well, before we go any further, guys, a, a couple of show announcements. Uh, we're going to go an hour and a half today just for fun, a 90 minutes of Tom Hunter and myself on WRSP Radio this morning. So um, if you plan to leave at 11, uh, make alternative plans because we're going to go until 1130 today 
And we're doing the extra long show because today will be our last official show on WRSP Radio. Uh, we are going to look for another outlet and continue the show uh, elsewhere. Uh, so make sure you follow us on Twitter at, WK, at WKD Sports Huddle. Follow our individual uh, Twitter handles as well. Uh, Tom at TJ Pollen, Hunter at Hunter Hodes, myself at DM Holcomb. Uh, we will be announcing wherever the show lands, hopefully soon, before the end of the summer, ideally. Uh, we will pick back up uh, on another outlet. Uh, if you've noticed, WRSP Radio last October kind of shut down most of their other shows. I think all of their other shows except us. We kept All going. of their other shows. Yeah. What are the yeah, other ones left? They knew how good we were. They wouldn't want to shut us down. <laughs> right, Hunter. That's that's right. So um, that's kind of that that's that went behind the the decision in terms of of moving on from WRSP. But I do want to thank the people there. Uh, Frank Monahan is the the president at WRSP Radio, um, and, and the other people behind the scenes, Danielle and Janet, were highly influential in getting this show off the ground two years ago helping us build the social media part of the, of the show, which is hugely important. It, how, it's how you build an audience today. Uh, and I want to send a thanks out to Max Alenko. Uh, he had me on his show as a guest a few, uh, a few times back more than two years ago, and that kind of led to the idea that, hey, I would like to have a show on this, this radio station. Brought on Tom, of course, who was my partner even before WRSP Radio uh, came about. And uh, then a year ago, we also brought on Hunter. So I wanted to send a thanks to those those people this morning and to WRSP for being a great host the last two years. Yeah, Dave, you know, we only got a couple of months to find a new platform. Uh, Nash Thomas is going to be coming out of hibernation pretty soon. No, no, no. Tom, no, Tom just forgets. <laughs> you, you know, you know, I, I went on a nice run in the playoffs. So. Really, it's just going to be Emperor Palpatine coming out of hibernation. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to echo what Dave said. I really do uh, want to thank uh, Frank Monahan and Diane and, and everyone who uh, helped us get the show off the ground. Uh, they made it workable so we could kind of jump right into the show and and do what we needed to do and, and, and just you know, so we could only – only had to think about the show and the content and uh and doing our thing on Saturday morning. So so you know, big appreciation at WRSP. And this final show we want to make you a part of it. Give us a call five one six three eight seven one four one seven. You can also tweet at us. I think I have Tom and Hunter monitoring the, the, the Twitter sphere out there. Tweet at WKD Sports Huddle. Today's show is brought to you by author Marco Zacchio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. So let's get rolling, guys. A big baseball show again today. It's appropriate since it's June. Maybe we'll sneak some hockey in at the end uh, before our we have- our uh, our show memories. I know that would make Hunter... Uh, Happy. It wouldn't be a show, right? <laughs> yeah. Unless we tease the idea that maybe we'll get to hockey. That seems like what we do every week. Yeah, we have, that, we, that's we, right. We we got to tease it. Hockey. Oh. No, no, we don't have to get to hockey. We have to tease hockey. 
Right. That, 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 that's, that's really what we have to do. Because every time it, we say it, it just it never happens. Because, man, right. you, guys, you guys love your baseball talk. Don't get me wrong, I love baseball too. But I, yeah, I was just teasing. <laughs> It is June after all, you know. It, it is not it hockey is. season. It is. It is. Yeah. Anyway, but David, no. get, I think we will get to hockey today with the extra the extra time, the ninety minutes. So, uh, but let's get rolling. Starting with the Cubs. Hey, you, you try you, you try and play here in Chicago this weekend. Uh, you're going to be playing more uh, hockey polo, or you know, doing more swimming. Skating. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and Dave, we did have a, a trade last night too, so I, I just want to get to laugh at the Montreal Canadiens again. Okay. Uh, adding Max Domi. Yeah, yeah, trading Alex Galchenyuk for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want oh, to right. have a quick laugh okay. about it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll try and make time for you to laugh at the Canadians, I suppose. That was a trade the Penguins tried to tried to pull off, according to according to reports. I was going to ask you about that if we got the hockey hunter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll so uh, we'll we'll try and get to that probably after eleven in the next hour of our show. Um, let's get to the Cubs first, guys. Cubs have won. Oh, oh Dave, Dave, Dave. Got, got to give a shout out to McIntyre Murphy. Uh, passed away last night, age of uh, 88. Um, I mean, part of one of the greatest movies, well, one of my all-time favorite movies, and and uh, part of the Blues Brothers band. How can you not uh, appreciate McIntyre Murphy? Uh, and very sorry to see him go. To get a chance, I tweeted out a link of... Uh, his performance with Aretha Franklin when they did the song "Think," which if you don't, if you can't move to your death, um, <laughs> is one of the most incredible songs on the in, in the movie. So, uh, just you know, very sorry to hear, uh, you know, McIntyre Murphy. Uh, you know, it's it's just you know telling you some of your heroes are getting old. You know, it's just the way it is. Yeah, I'm glad you yeah, brought that I didn't up. Really I, know who I, he was. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm glad you you did the tribute this morning, uh, Tom. Uh, Blues Brothers is a excellent movie, and that was that is a really great scene. Check it out on on Tom's Twitter handle at TJ Pollen. Um, any other announcements, guys? Before we get going. I, I was just saying, Tom had, had me watch it, but I did. It was pretty good. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> Which is why I forced you to watch it. I tell you, Hunter, you got to make more use of Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's I'm there on Twitter for. All the time. I'm on Twitter all the time. Tweet, tweeting about your anything. kills. <laughs> you tweeting say? about your kills you say? in Fortnite. Did that's one of them. Yeah, it's a very, you know, you know, you gotta play that game sometime, Dave. You know, you're still, oh, you're still in your twenties. Oh God! Oh please! Oh, Tom just, didn't, Tom just doesn't like video games. All right, give give me I a like thirty second. Games. Yeah, give, give me a a thirty second summary for why I should play Fortnite. All right. 
Um, well, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, you, getting that first solo win by yourself, you know, there's almost really no better feeling. And, you know, you just get to, um, you know, you get to kill potatoes. You know, I, I classify potatoes as people who don't really know how to play the game. But I think you can win pretty quickly. Uh, at least I did. Oh, what is the objective of this game? Uh, so you, you, you drop in to the island, um, a hundred people, if you do a solo and, um, the object is to be the last guy standing. You have to get like, um, different kind of, you can get, uh, just basically get, they call it loot, which means, you know, guns, uh, shield, um, you get, there's rocket launchers, all that stuff. And then when you kill someone, you get all their stuff and you get like all this ammo and material and you have to like build to, um, basically just have to build to um, get to the um, to be, protect yourself during like you get into a fight with someone, but basically just be the last guy standing and win the game at the end. So it's like uh, okay. it's like the Hunger Games. It sounds like the Hunger but, Games in video form. Uh, a little bit, I'd say, but not 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 quite. They're just not okay. hungry. <laughs> <You're crazy>. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, and it's only on it's only on your phone. It's not on like Xbox. No, no, not like um, a video. You can play on um, there's a Xbox, PlayStation. You can play it on your computer if you like PC. Um, mobile, yeah, I wouldn't want to do mobile, dude. Um, um, so uh, mobile, mobile is um bad. It's just I've tried I've tried playing with my cross platform with my girlfriend when she has mobile, and it doesn't go over well because it's like. It just takes you way too long to like do everything than it does on like a a game console, honestly. All right. So, so what game console do you play it on? Oh, Xbox. The Xbox. One. Xbox. So, do they not have Call of Duty anymore? Is that is not not a game? Oh, oh, they do. Oh, oh, they do. It'll the um the next the next one comes out at the end of the year. So, um, I'm sure that'll take up. The, I'm sure Fortnite will still be going. Um, people will keep playing it as long as it's still good. But um, when the next Call of Duty comes out, I'm sure um, pe- people will go, go for that for a bit because people will love that game. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I grew up with in the James Bond games, if you want to play shooter games. All right, James Bond games. I, I, I didn't even get those. I mean, I started getting, getting the Call of Duty games when I was at late middle school, I'd say. Uh, my mom honestly didn't let me get them uh, when I was like twelve or thirteen. But uh, hey, I I grew up with Tom. It was a big deal. It was a big deal when we got Tom. Tom grew up with like playing with 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 like rocks, and then, and then he got like ping pong, and then oh no, Tom, you grew up with Pac Man. Well, that was a little bit late yet, but yes, Pac-Man started getting big, and and a lot of the great, great video games of all time came out during my era. Uh, you know, they just started going downhill with you guys. Well, you I was going to say... just don't know uh, what video games anymore. Oh, man. Someone Hunter, you... Tom how to play some video games. Yeah, Hunter, you you turned your nose up at uh, the James Bond games. It sounds like GoldenEye is one of the greatest games of all time. Have you played Nintendo sixty four? I I did not play the Nintendo sixty four. The earliest game console I had, honestly, was um, the PlayStation two. Um, that was oh, oh my goodness, that was 
what was that, 2005, somewhere around there. I had a, a Wii, the first Wii that came out. Um, and I swear I thought I had a GameCube at some point. I think my mom sold it because she, we had a garage, so I think she sold it. So, yeah, yeah I think it was around those one of my first few game consoles. Then I got the PS3 Man, and then the latest one. Masters of Orion, one of the great video games of all time. Mm. Okay, yeah, I, I know that, yeah. I know that. I'm surprised you don't even have a, you don't have a you don't have a friend an older brother's uh, a friend of an older brother that had six, Nintendo sixty four. You've never played Nintendo sixty four. I I actually have never played it. I know. I think one of my friends oh my gosh had a Nintendo sixty four. I know. I know. He, I know he did. All right. All right. Some of the best games came out on on Nintendo sixty four, but uh, I guess oh, I'll have to try my Fortnite. brother. My my brother. My brother had a Commodore 64 computer. Oh, that's actually really cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we used to play games on that. Yeah, I, I, you know, people play on PC all the time these days. It's you have to like memorize all the buttons. I, I honestly like I, if if I if it took me practice, I'd maybe be able to do it. But you know, I'm I'm used to console, so it's 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 well, better. I think. Tom, Hunter's first uh, game console was PlayStation 2. That was my last game console. So, th- there you go. Oh, my gosh. Dave, you know, that, <laughs> just, that makes me sad. That hurts me. You even get, oh. Well, why is that sad? I, I, I grew out of playing video games. I'm sorry. You know, you, you get to a certain point where. Dave, Dave I, you're, you're never too old. You're never too old. <laughs> <laughs> my my dad actually has a newer game console than I do. He, he bought a PlayStation Three, and I have a PlayStation Two. I just never got uh, a new game console. I mean, They're expensive. Know, and, and, They're like five hundred dollars. Hunter, and at some point you find out that there are other things a lot more interesting than video games. Uh, yeah. Sex, for one. So you know, once you <laughs> get a little bit older and you start, you know, noticing women. Uh, you're you're gonna start maybe not thinking of video games so much. Did he did he really just say that? Did that just Hunter, I was I, I was thinking oh, I, the exact oh, okay. same you know thing. I just gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I, uh, Hunter, I was I was thinking the exact same thing, and I couldn't think of a uh, a PG way of saying it like Tom did. So Tom did a great job. Okay, you know what, Tom. I'm just gonna say, Tom. I have a girlfriend. Okay, you know, I, I, I won't get any more PG than that. Okay. <laughs> you have to spend that spending enough time with her. Oh God. <laughs> oh, guys, okay, let's get out of the sports. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we we'll we'll do have to. Blo- beloved Cubs. <laughs> yeah. We do have to talk some sports today. Uh, let's let's get to the Cubs to start off. Uh, again, we want to make you part of the show. What video games do you play? Uh, should I play Fortnite? Yeah. If I should, let me know. Give me a call, 516-387-1417. And if you think it's blasphemy like I do, that uh, Hunter has never played Nintendo 64, we want to hear from those people as well. So give us a call. Tweet at us right. also at WKD Sports Huddle. So, uh, Tom, I'm going to tease you now a little bit because I think 
every show for the last like five, six weeks, you've brought up that the Cubs have won eight of nine from the Brewers. I cannot get that stat out of my head. Uh, eight of nine from the Brewers. You can't take the Brewers seriously. The Cubs have won eight of nine against the Brewers. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the teams played again this week, and, and the Brewers, maybe just out of law of averages, they won two of three. Uh, and shut out the Cubs twice. Uh, is this a cause for concern, or is it you know now nine of they've won nine of eleven now from from the Brewers? Wow. Well, you know, I still say let's make the Brewers prove it. Um, the Cubs actually should have won that game Sunday. It, that that was just a pathetic performance. All the fans oh, went into the. I don't know the. The Brewers did something to the Cubs' bats when they arrived in Milwaukee um, because their bats went into a deep freeze. Um, they lost Tuesday 4 to nothing. Uh, Montgomery pitched a, just a gem on Wednesday and made one bad pitch, and Lorenzo came, crushed it, and, and that was it. That was all for the game. I mean, Montgomery couldn't pitch any better. So there, there's not much you could say as far as that goes. But, you know, the Cubs, for some reason, you know, they'll, they'll go on these hot streaks where it can't shut them down, and and all of a sudden, you know, those last two games in Milwaukee, well, they struggled most of the game Monday in Milwaukee, scored five runs in the 11th inning to break their game open. So, but two hits against Chase Anderson Tuesday, uh, and Chase Anderson's a good pitcher, so you gotta. Sometimes you're just gonna run into that when a good pitcher just has his best stuff, and and there's nothing you can do. Uh, Mike Montgomery ended up just being the victim of. I mean, um, you know, the Cubs were just a victim of somebody who was completely on his game that day. Uh, but you know, Wednesday no hitting. Last night, they just killed the Cardinals. It looked like they came out looking for revenge against somebody because um, uh, John Lester came out, pitched another strong game. Seven straight games getting a decision. Can anybody, you know, can either of you remember a pitcher who's gone seven straight games uh, while getting a decision? Seven straight starts? No. Um, Well, there was the – uh no, I can't. You're right. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> not since, not since the '70s, no. I, but, um, you know, Lester, you know, of course, is the ace of the staff, and again last night showed it when he got up against uh, Michael Waka, and and the Cubs just pounded him, uh, thirteen to five. So, but Lester's six and one in those seven straight decisions, thrown 44.2 innings, 38 strikeouts, only 11 walks, 181 ERA, and a batting average balls in play of 205. So he's just practically been unhittable over the last uh, month and a half. And that's one of the things that's sharing the Cubs, keeping them within striking distance in Milwaukee. Um, So, I'm still not as worried about Milwaukee. Um, I still say the Cubs are in their heads uh, until um, 
we'll, we'll see the next time the two face each other. But I, I still see the Cubs eventually coming through. If you have a look at it, the Cubs are having – they're not getting offense from some of the guys that they expect to get big offense from. Uh, Wilson Contreras has not been hitting well lately. Um, Chris Bryant has been in a big slump. He's in his before last night's game. He was 0 for 18 with five strikeouts, and he had a homerless streak of 24 games, which is just unthinkable for Chris Bryant. Uh, right. So you got to just assume. You got to I don't know if assume is the right word, but you know that there's a lot better inside of Chris Bryant that's still to come out, and we're still likely to see. So I'm not done with Chris Bryant. You know, once he starts hitting, uh, and Wilson Contreras is having a tough time too. So, you know, you, you get a couple of these bats back, and the Cubs are still near the top of the National League in a lot of offensive categories. So, um you know, it's not as bad as some of the fans want to make it out to be. Uh, the team is hitting. It's just, you know, two nights in Milwaukee, they ran into buzzsaws, and there's nothing they could do about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter, uh, uh, Tom's yeah. Awesome. Go ahead, guys. Uh, Hunter, I was just going to ask you, do you have any idea what Bryce Harper's longest homeless streak is? Longest game uh, home run list streak is oh man i have i actually have no idea i i don't even know okay yeah i was just i was just i, I was putting you on the spot but i was just curious you know bryant and uh harper two got two of the young stars in the game wondering if uh there was a comparison yeah. there um but yeah bryant breaking out uh, getting a home run last night, first one since the middle of May. So that that's big for the Cubs offense. Kind of a theme that we're going to talk about with all of our teams, guys, is there is one person uh, on, on the Cubs, the Pirates, and Nationals that is playing so well that we are going to have a discussion today about whether he should stay in the the lineup or, or the rotation because he's 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 performing so well, and should he stay in ahead of the guy that he replaced, either injured or 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 not, um, was the reason why they they got their chance in the rotation or in the starting lineup. And that guy for the Cubs is Mount, Mike Montgomery. You brought him up already, Tom. Pitched great, giving up just the solo home run against the Brewers this week. Uh, but you Darvish coming back from the DL, he got the big deal during the off season. There isn't really anywhere else that Montgomery can be in the rotation if it's not for Darvish. No. So wh- what do the Cubs do here? I mean, right, because you got Lester who has reestablished himself as the ace of the staff, and you're not going to sit Lester down anyway. Hendricks, the last two seasons, has earned his spot uh, on the staff, and Hendricks has been scuffling more than one game Hendricks pitched a masterpiece was the game we went to, Dave, uh, right. against the yeah. Giants. <laughs> so I think we got to go to more Cubs games uh, when Hendricks is pitching because, yeah, he pitched a masterpiece that game. But um, he, he's been scuffling a little bit, but he, he's one of these guys that, you know, as I say, through the last couple of seasons through the World Series, 
uh, has pitched real well and not somebody you're, you're going to give up on. Jose Quintana, the Cubs gave up two big prospects to the White Sox. Uh, one of them, Eloy Hernandez, uh, is just tearing up Double uh, A baseball and might be in Chicago during the September call-ups. Then you gave Tyler Chatwood a big contract along with Udonis. So, you know, where do you put a, put a pitcher like Montgomery? Who, you know, in the four starts, he's he's gone uh, in place of Darvish. He's two and one, twenty three point two innings pitched, only thirteen hit. Uh, he's given up only three runs in those four games. So fourteen strikeouts, ERA of one fourteen, uh, an opponent's batting average of one fifty nine. Uh, that's the production, and I'm not saying that Montgomery is Darvish far from it. But that is the production the Cubs are expecting out of Darvis, and they're getting it from uh, from Mike Montgomery. So, you know, but there's no room in in the uh, there's no room in the starting rotation when Darvis comes back. You can't sit any of those five pitchers unless uh, I, I've seen it suggested that maybe the Cubs come up with a. Uh, a phantom DL injury for uh, Tyler Chatwood to give him a chance to get uh, to kind of get himself right, and um, you know because he, he's been wild so far, you know, early in the season in Chicago, and that way you keep Montgomery in the in the rotation. But you know, really, unless somebody does actually get hurt. He's going to go back to the bullpen. He doesn't like pitching out of the bullpen, but he's going to go back to the bullpen. And there's nothing you can do with him because there just is not any room for him on the starting staff. Hunter, do you agree? Is there no choice? Montgomery has to go back to the, the bullpen? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think he does. You know, I mean, he, he's pitched well, but, I mean, you know, when eventually you Darvish does go back, I mean, what are you going to do with him? Put him in the bullpen? That'd be kind of uh, a little insulting. Yeah, you, you, you can't. So I mean, he has to go back to the bullpen. Basically, but, you know, for what you're paying him, you can't. Yeah, that, that that's true too. And I mean, how would that go with him? I think he'd be pretty uh, pissed off if, uh, if I were him, at least. So. And the hell of it is, is Montgomery, he, he doesn't become a free agent. The Cubs own his rights until uh, 2022. Huh. Um, wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, really. So, and he only hits the first year of arbitration next season. So, you know, for a 28-year-old pitcher, uh, it, it's taken him a while to get himself established in the major leagues. And but he's really showing something this year, uh, you know, starting in place of uh, Darvish. Indeed, he has he's pitched really well. But uh, I agree with you guys that there really is nothing else the Cubs can do unless the only other alternative that we didn't present is a six-man rotation. But that really never works, and you don't want to pitch Lester less. You don't want to pitch. Hendricks less. Uh, if anything, you want to pitch them more. So 
Uh, right. I, I, exactly. Six, the the six-man yeah. rotation wouldn't wouldn't work either. That's just another alternative that I wanted to present, but I, I don't think that's a good idea either. If you have a, uh, another idea that we didn't think of, or uh, if you disagree with us, if should Mount, Ma, Mike Montgomery remain in the in the rotation, give us a call. We want to hear from you. Five one six three eight seven one four one seven. You can also tweet at us at WKD sports huddle but we're going to hit our first commercial break here on weekend sports huddle the pirates made a major lineup change this past week but two of their most talent with two of their most talented hitters struggling can pittsburgh score enough runs to win games we'll get to that after the break friday night music productions is calling all musicians out there to join us for a once in a lifetime opportunity an event to beat the Guinness World Record for the largest rock band playing one song in the same place and time. And we want you to join us. For more information and to register, visit us at www.FridayNightMusicProductions.com. And we're back here on WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Pollan, Hunter Hodes. I'm Dave Holcomb. Today's show is brought to you by author Marcus Zacchio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you towards wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. As a reminder, we're not going to end the show as normal at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We're going to keep rolling here for an extra half hour. Get an extra half hour of Hunter, Tom, and I. And we'll be finishing up at 11.30 Eastern Time. So get your calls in where we'll be taking calls probably till 1115. 516-387-1417 is the number. You can also tweet at us at WKD Sports Huddle. Uh, Dave, I just want to bring up one thing. You know, people come up with all these different variations of starting staffs that they want to see and how the starting pitching has changed and how pitchers can't go as far as they used to. Um, A lot of this started with Billy Martin. Uh, when he was coaching the or managing the um, uh, Oakland Athletics, Martin decided to try a uh, a seven man rotation. Each pitcher pitches one day of the week, and ended up wrecking a lot of arms. It, it doesn't work, um, and, and I'm getting sick of people saying well, starters can't go as far anymore and, and shouldn't be asked to, and and pitching is different. You know, there's people who expound, and I want to hear what you two have to say about this, who, who talk about the fact that you uh, should have a pitcher for each inning of the game, um, which I think is just about one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. And, yeah, you can call me old-fashioned for it if you want, but uh, what do you two think about that? Uh, about having a pitcher for every inning? Yes. Nine, nine pitchers huh. in a game? Yeah, I've heard that uh, actually for justice. That's wow. a hard pass. <laughs> I think it's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. That is uh, that's awful. Yeah, I could. So uh, no, that, that's not happening. I, I, wait, how would this work? You'd, you'd have every day. Everybody throws every day, and you throw one inning. Yeah. Well, you'd have a a, a bigger staff, but then you'd have to cut down on the number of uh, of uh, position players you have. 
That, that, that's so, so stupid. I don't think those people have ever pitched in their life because when you warm <laughs> up, you you and you and you prepare to come into a game, you're putting stress on your arm every day you warm up. Uh, and uh-huh. if you only pitch, if you only pitch one inning, you put stress on your arm that day, uh, and you can't put stress on your arm that day like like that every single day. Really, you try to well, not do not that. Like you, you, you might have a different starter every day, uh, or maybe you might let a couple of guys sit and have another pitcher throw the inning. But it it all comes down to the same thing. You're you're killing a pitching staff. You're right. That's what I'm saying. You I don't can't care how many pitches you have in. You you can't have the same relief pitcher throw the sixth inning every day. That that that's we 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 didn't have Mariano Rivera throwing the ninth every single day. You can't throw an inning every day. Even if it's only one I'm inning. Even if you, you, stup- <laughs> I'm just telling you some of the stupidity that's out there. Well, I agree. I agree that it's stupid, and Hunter does as well. So I, I and I'm explaining in a different way why it's stupid. It's, it's I don't want to hear any more stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I've got your stu- part of the show in a little bit, Hunter. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, Tom. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave, are the Pirates finished? Are coming into this segment? Are they done, Dave? Are they just, well, I don't are, think are that they, they're. I I don't think they're necessarily done. I mean, I'm not picking them to make the playoffs. I I, I never did, to be honest. Uh, even their their fast start, I I didn't think they'd keep it up, and uh, they did not. But uh, I I think that the part that I want to talk about the Pirates today, built off of our conversation last week, where it was Tom and I, we talked a lot about Gregory Polanco and Josh Bell, and it seemed like right on cue. Clint Hurdle was listening, Tom, because Polanco and Bell immediately dropped in the order last weekend. Yeah. Bell, Bell has been hitting sixth. Polanco has been hitting seventh. But the question I want to present to you guys today is, Polanco, should he even be in the lineup? Two for 13 nope. this past week. Um, since our conversation about him last week, and we talked about how since the middle of April he'd been hitting below 200, and that average somehow dropped again because he went two for 13 this past week. 0 for 3 last night, came up with the bases loaded with no outs, grounded into a double play, although they did score a run on that play. You killed the rally, grounding into a double play uh, with the bases right. loaded. Uh, and the Pirates just barely won last night against the last place Reds, 3-2. to two. They got the win. They've won two in a row now, which is a big deal. Wow. They haven't won two in a row Crazy in like news. three weeks. But... Uh, <laughs> Polanco is just killing him right now. Uh, just killing him. He's he's hitting 137 since May 16th. And if you're like me, guys, you don't realize it's the middle of June now. So that's over a month right. span. He's been hitting 136. How can this guy still be in the lineup when you have Austin Meadows, who's hitting so well? He's cooled off a little bit, but you got to play Meadows every day, and you just got to sit Polanco and, and just kind of hedge your bet with him, right? You cannot continue to have Polanco in the lineup. He's hitting 136 over the last month. I agree. Uh, right now, his batting average for the year is 201. That's you know one point above the Mendoza line. Um, and, and for a guy who's supposed to hit for power and and be one of the run generators in your lineup, you can't. <laughs> you, you can't count on that. You can't. Uh, you can't live with that. Uh, 
from whatever you expected to get out of Gregory Polanco, uh, you're obviously not. It looks like pitchers may have figured out a way to approach him, and he hasn't made an adjustment back. But, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't sit Austin Matthews, who um, has only 88 plate appearances. Polanco is 253, but Meadows has five home runs out of those plate yeah. appearances. Polanco has only managed eight. 32 RBIs, you can't – you're killing your lineup uh, if you keep him – try and keep him uh, out there every day. I I think it's – I'm actually impressed that Polanco has 32, 33 RBIs, whatever it is, and he's only batting 200. I think that's actually an accomplishment. Um, That's hilarious. <laughs> a lot of those RBIs came early in the year. The first two weeks, he was doing well, and and since then, he's he's batting below 200, um, hitting 201 for the season. So, uh, do you have anything to add, uh, uh, Hunter? I, I guess we're going to see Austin Matthews in in the uh, in the outfield for for the Pirates. I'm teasing you, Tom. Austin Meadows. Austin Matthews. <laughs> he'll, he'll be traded from the Leafs. Um, yeah, I said no. It's just it, it's terrible. Like, uh, uh, Dave, I, I, I'm always on like uh, Twitter during these Pirates games, and I think yeah. all the Pittsburgh Pirates media have always I keep saying now that this guy's a bust. Uh, do, do, would you agree with that? Because like I mean, he, he is really just playing terrible these days. Everyone, just you're talking about Polanco. Like yeah, yeah. They think like he's he's now a bust. Like he can't do anything, and, and like he's just going to keep playing like this for like his whole career. I don't know. That's why I keep saying. Over the last month, guys, 40% of Polanco's at-bats have been either strikeouts or, or double plays. About 30, It's like 39.7%. Almost 40% of his at-bats over the last month are, are strikeouts or double plays. He's not seeing pitches. Yep. He, he's like not seeing them right. I, the guy has been in the league this is his fifth season. And he's yep. 26 years old and should be entering his prime years and has been going downhill since 2016. It's hard to believe, but that's that's absolutely right. It's true. He was he had he he showed he's shown flashes at times in 2016 of being an all star caliber player. Uh, he showed those flashes again last year, although he was hurt. That was kind of the step backwards that he took. He just wasn't in the lineup all the time and, and was having a hard time finding his rhythm um, going in and out of the lineup. This year he's been in the lineup, and he just looks lost up there. I don't know if it's about he's not seeing it well or or, or pitchers have made adjustments on him. He just looks legitimately lost up there. He, he looks like he doesn't belong in the major leagues right now. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, he signed a big contract though too. Yeah. So you look at money as one of the one of the uh, factors. In fact, is probably keeping him in the lineup. Um, well, but but at some point you have to you have to look at other. I mean, yeah, he's making big money, but he's giving you nothing. I mean, he's not contributing anything to your offense right now. As you say, bases loaded, nobody out. He can't even put the ball in the air. Yeah. And that's that's all you have to do at that point. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, can we talk about someone who deserves to be in the major leagues for the rest of the season? <laughs> I think we no, no, no. We're, we're we're still talking. No, we don't want to talk about him. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just giving you, giving you. A you know time. what, Tom? You know what, Tom? Oh my goodness. This is going to be the last time I get a chance to give you a hard time in a while. So I, I have I, got to take advantage of every second of it. I know. Well, so. <laughs> so, did, did, did you guys know who Juan Soto was three weeks ago? Nope. No. Until he had that big game against the Yankees. What Was he oh, in the big God. leagues three weeks ago? No, he was just tearing it up down at a double A and single A and, tri- and triple A, really. He, he, I mean, maybe, and, I, maybe I shouldn't admit this, but I'm not into the whole prospect. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't follow the minor leagues very closely, so I I I, I no, did not I, know I who he was three weeks ago. I, I don't I don't either. I just know him because you know he's in he's in our system, so you know I kind of have to know who he was. But mm-hmm. um, Juan Soto was called up a few weeks ago, and, you know, the Nationals were really decimated with injuries. And, you know, no one was really sure how he'd do, but he's um, continued his amazing pace with uh, major uh, in the major leagues. And um, he, got, he single-handedly beat the New York Yankees the other night in New York with two home runs. Um, get this, guys. He was the youngest player to hit a home run in that stadium since Ken Griffey Jr. did it in 1989. It's been. You're telling me it's been almost 30 years since someone that young has done that, and that, that's just that, that's amazing to me. Um, and a lot yeah, of kids don't come up that young anymore. I know. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I think I know we had, we had put Bryce Harper up when he was 19. And I was. You know, yeah, they used six, to they, they six, used six, to sign a lot of kids out of high school because they wanted to get these guys into their own systems and teach them how to play ball their way. But a lot mm-hmm. of these kids now they're coming out of college, and they're 21 and 22 when they when they actually hit professional baseball, and they're 25 or 26 when they hit the major leagues. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the way it's I, been going I, anymore. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, we the Nationals brought up Harper when he was 19, and you know six years later he's still in, in uh, his mid 20s. So. Um, <clears throat> they thought he was ready almost right away when they uh, they drafted him basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, Spe- yes, that was a special case. Season. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. And you know, hopefully he uh, stays. And you know, hopefully he goes to home run derby because I am going to home run derby at Nationals Park this year since the All Star game mm-hmm. is um, right in my backyard. So he he better uh, do that or else I'm going to be very upset. Well, Hunter, I don't, I don't mean to, uh, um, uh, you know, be the, the, uh, you know, uh, what's a good, good way to put it, a Debbie Downer on your statistic. But is there an asterisk uh, next to that stat? Youngest player to hit home run in Yankee Stadium since Ken Griffey Jr. That that was a different Yankee Stadium, right? I, I, I know, I know, I know. I think, they, <laughs> I think they met, you know, Yankee Stadium overall because they, okay. you know, I, yeah. Oh my goodness! Uh, it's a different stadium. Uh, very, I'm say. It's very different. Very good, Dave. <clears throat> I know. Yeah. I just caught oh, that man. right now. I didn't. I didn't catch that yeah. first time looking through the rundown. Oh, All right. Well, here's another step for you. 
He's he was the youngest player to hit two home runs in a game since Andrew Jones from 1996. So I looked that up. That was actually in an article from uh, Mark Zuckerman, who covers the Nationals. Um, he's played just 20 games. He's batting 344, five home runs, four of them off lefties, 12 RBIs, and a 447 on base percentage. Are you kidding me? This kid is just tearing it up and. Even when they're healthy now, Adam Eaton just came back. Daniel Murphy just came back. Their outfield is pretty set now, but they're going to keep him up. And I know he deserves to stay up. I think he should stay up for the rest of the season, you know, as they continue to make their push for the division. They're only one game out of first. Well, game and a half, if if you're really speaking. But um, the Braves really haven't started to pull away. Um, They haven't really played that decent lately anyway. So um, the Nationals are right on their tail. So he's going to really, I think, help them um, get back into first place because I really don't think the, the Braves are going to pull away this season. I think it's going to be a pretty close race. But um, it's just the well, Nationals I, have done I think so- very well. Soto's going to stay in. Soto's going to stay yeah. in. Michael Taylor's going to be the one benched. Yeah, he has to. Um, you have Harper. They've been put, playing Bryce Harper in a center field lately. Well, apparently, um, Davey Martinez, Tom, who you know so well, asked him um, if he wanted to play center, and he said, yeah, he's all for it. So they're going to keep him there. They're going to put Soto and I think, left, and Adam Eaton is going to keep playing right field. since, And hopefully he stays in for the lineup for the rest of the season because I can't deal with him getting hurt anymore. But (laughs) Well, he's got the record of getting hurt. (laughs) I know, yeah. He, I don't even think he ever got hurt with the White Sox, if I'm not mistaken, Tom. Did he really get hurt there? No, no. He played uh, played all the time there. Yeah, yeah, played all the time. And, of course, he comes here, and then he's just snake-bitten all the time. So, hopefully, he can stay on for the re- the rest of the season. But, you know, um, they got Murphy back, too. So, you know, a lot of the lineup well, now, guys, is back. Well, the hell of it is, speaking of snake bit, uh they're getting the lineup there, but they're losing their pitching. Uh, I know, Steven yeah. Strasburg would just went on the DL. Yeah, it, it's his annual thing, guys. Don't worry. He'll be back for the big <laughs> push. Um, it, it's just it's shoulder inflammation. They, Davey said um, they're just trying to have his shoulder rest, and then he'll be activated off the DL. So shouldn't be uh shouldn't be too bad. They said it's not that serious. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad, you know, he went on the DL last year for almost the same thing, came back and was almost, I, honestly, with, with with his stats were last year, I'll have to look them up. He was arguably the best pitcher since when he came back and into the playoffs when he pitched against the Cubs. So hopefully he has that kind of uh, game when he comes back. All right, we'll, well see. Because to me, Steven Strasburg, considering whatever he everybody expected out of him when he came into the big leagues because he had a huge reputation of coming into the majors. I think he's been more of a bust than, than actually a productive pitcher. Um, He's just, he's just hurt. He just gets hurt sometimes too easily. But I mean, I think last year when he came back from the DL and was healthy the rest of the season, that was, that is who he was. That is who the pit, that, is who Steven Strasburg is. And I, I want him to have that kind of level throughout an entire season. But, you know, pitch some, you know, a lot of pitchers uh, have to go on the DL every year. I mean, you know, we, do we make this of Clayton Kershaw? When he, his annual DL stint is almost two months, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, it's Clayton Kershaw, so, but I mean, he's obviously better than him. But 
Um, I, I think he, that, no, Kershaw that is the kind of pitcher. Kershaw was it's it's kind of a shame that yeah Kershaw has become more injury prone late late in his 20s yeah, but exactly. he was a very reliable pitcher in his in his mid 20s of throwing more complete games oh, yeah. than the rest of the league combined in a couple couple seasons. Yeah, I mean I just yeah you you saw Strasburg pitching in the playoffs and this, just down the stretch last year ever since he, when he came back I think it was um in was it July? Yeah, around July. Yeah, I think it was actually July. Um, just where he'll probably come back for here. He just he was lights out, and you know if he can do that for a full season somehow and just keep doing that and be more reliable, you know, th- then people I think will probably get off his his case a little bit because that that's who the pitcher he was he's supposed to be. Well, to wrap up this segment, I've got another stadium trivia question for you, Hunter. Uh, okay, go ahead. So you, you you brought up the stat. Soto was the youngest player to hit two home runs in a game since Andrew Jones in 1996. Now, I don't know if Andrew Jones was playing a home game for the Braves that day or not, but do you know where the Braves were playing their baseball in 1996? Isn't that Turner Field? No. Turner Field opened in 1997. Oh, man. Oh, the Braves Atlanta were still County Yep, Fulton County Stadium in 1996. Oh, I thought for sure. Man, Tur- Turner Field was only in was it there for, what, 20 years? That's a short time for a stadium. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, that's wait, kind I, of weird. Yeah, yeah especially I since it's still a quality stadium. I mean, was Turner Field – Dave, you've been there, I'm sure. Was Turner Field a dump or something? Or, or no, why do you want to well, get out so fast? It's a, it's a political thing that we don't have enough time to get into today. Um, uh, that, uh, but yeah, I, I've actually have not been to Turner Field. I moved down here last summer, and they, it was the first oh, season okay. for SunTrust. Um, and SunTrust is beautiful. I, I like SunTrust, but um, I don't like the location of SunTrust, and that's the political debate that we could have another time. Uh, Sun- SunTrust is north of the city. It's not even in the county where Atlanta is located. Um, and the Braves probably wouldn't say this publicly, but they kind of wanted to be north of the city because um, that's they, they said that's where more of their fan base was located. Uh, I, I like uh-huh. the stadiums where you're downtown, you take the metro to get to the stadium, um, and, and you, you're in the heart of the city. Nationals Park is not bad. Park. Nationals Park there's not much around Nationals Park. It's it's there's like a Navy shipyard around Nationals Park. <laughs> it's just a bunch of cranes because they're doing freaking construction every time. Yeah. I think they're putting um, I think it's like a p- apartment buildings right next to it. Believe it or not, I'm actually dead serious. And you know what? That's just sad if that's really the case. But <laughs> it, it's such a, it's a beautiful ballpark. I mean, I, we have, me and my dad had our first game there the other week. We saw Max Scherzer's immaculate inning, guys. Um, that was it was amazing to see live. You know, he does always this stuff. But um, I love that ballpark. You know, I love PNC, even though the Pirates do stink. Um, I think it's one of the best ballparks in the league. If we're being honest, I'm going to come. I, I wanted to do this yesterday because I went to a baseball game. I, I'm going to rank the the 20 stadiums I've been to. Uh, I'll, I'll get that to you guys when I finish the ranking. 
Okay. Okay. Have you, have you been to National Park? Have you been there? I have, yeah. I've been there, I think, okay. I think I've been there twice. I, I like it. Okay. It, was a nice, it was a nice park. All right. If it's not in your top ten, I'm going to be very upset with you. Oh, man, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's, we're going to take one more quick break here on Weekend Sports Huddle. Uh, when we come back, we're going to head over to the American League, cover some of the biggest stories from the junior circuit. Are you looking for a fun and creative way to enjoy fitness? Whether for health, wellness, or as a hobby, Katie Sunshine Hoops is the answer. Affordable, custom-made by-hand hula hoops, fitness hoops, art pieces, hoop dancing videos, and advice are available at www. Katie Welcome back to WRSP Radio's Weekend Sports Huddle with Tom Pollan, Hunter Hodes. I'm Dave Holcomb. We've got a, a few. We're going another half hour on the show today. Normally, we'd be ending in about three minutes, but uh, we're going to finish up today, the last show here on WRSP Radio, uh, at at 11:30 Eastern Time. So, uh, what, that'll probably be around when this soccer game finishes up? Are either of you watching the World Cup? Um, I, I've watched a little bit of it. Um, I'm embarrassed still that this country did not make it. It shows how much of a joke we are with soccer. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. this country, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not, like, big into soccer. I, I, I will always watch the World Cup. But, you know, the United States, they needed a tie against one of the worst teams almost in the world to make the World Cup. Guess what they did, Tom? They lost. They lost. Yeah, I know. A, a country named, uh, what is it, Trinidad and Tobago? I don't even know how to pronounce <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, Trinidad and Tobago, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. They did a draw, just a tie to qualify for the World Cup and the last game qualifying, and they lost. And I had never been so disgusted to see this country not qualify for this. It's a good thing in eight years they actually will, guys, because they're hosting it. <laughs> yeah. God, this makes me mad. But I did see Dave that Iceland just tied Argentina. You know that's sad. That that's sad. Well, why is that sad? It's a great story. I'm rooting for Iceland. I mean, I'd love to see. Uh, a I mean, team you know, like that. I mean, the most US people, isn't in it. I'm most, rooting for Iceland. Most people don't even know where Iceland is. If we're being honest with ourselves. Um, but you know, I mean, for Argentina, it's sad. You, you Leo Messi, you guy, fucking. I don't know how that happens when you have Leo Messi. That's just it's kind of funny. But I did see yesterday. Did you see Spain? Spain is playing Portugal. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, those guys. Those, 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 uh, those countries are in the same group. Like, yeah, why is it? Yeah, and they're neighboring countries. That has to be like one of the biggest rivalries. Holy crap! Holy goodness! My goodness. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's the World Cup. Why should it be hilarious? They're both great. Great teams. I know, yeah, yeah. It's just I didn't expect them to be in the um, in the same group when they're like neighboring countries, basically. Well, the groups are chosen at random. I know, I know, I know. I know. It's just, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate that this country is, sucks at soccer so bad that we can't even qualify for the World Cup. So, well, you know, I agree with that. And I think in eight years, you know, the United States and, and Mexico, they they were hoping they were going to be in the same group, but by then the, the wall is going to be up, so they won't be able to be in the same group. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, let's get to a little bit of American League news. I think we've done our share of soccer now. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, well, the, the first uh, storyline we wanted to get to in the American League is, is Otani. Just simply, they don't even use his first name, right? It's just Otani. Um, yeah. One of the biggest stories in, in baseball th- this year uh, but unfortunately, he's got a grade two sprain in his UCL, and there's been rumors circling around that he's going to get Tommy John surgery. That would put him out until 2020. Um, but the yeah. Angels have have tried their best to put down those those rumors and, and say that they're not true. He's not going for Tommy John surgery yet. They're sticking to the original prognosis that he'll be reevaluated in three weeks. And but but it does look like the best case scenario for Otani is. He will be out for this season as a pitcher, and he'll simply hit and, and, and DH for the for the Angels and be able to play through that injury, at least hit through that injury. You guys think that's a good idea? Hunter, I'll let you go first. Do you think yeah. it's a good idea to let Otani hit when he's got a, a pretty significant sprain in his UCL? No, 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 no. This guy, you know, he's not – he's not – um. He's not Madison Bumgarner out here, guys. I, I'm just, I'm just messing around. But um, no, 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 no. That could just really just make it worse, honestly. Um, you, you really just don't, you don't need to do that. Um, and um, how uh, do you guys know? Does he get on base very often? Is he like actually like a very, very good, very good hitter? I mean, he is a pitcher, so I mean, you know, I really don't. No, if like so most pitchers don't hit like very well, except you know if you're talking about like I said, Madison Bumgarner or even Max Scherzer these days, you know he can actually he's starting to hit the ball very well. But is he really like very that good of a hitter to to to, to um have this idea? Yeah, he's been DHing all season. He's got six home runs, two eighty nine average. Oh my so okay. I mean, yeah, he, he does have some stuff going for him. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? That's better than Madison Bumgarner was because Madison Bumgarner is like highest home runs in the season, like three. So I mean, you know, six home runs, it's pretty decent. But you know, I just, I just think it'll make it worse. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't. For some reason, I didn't know as much as I, about this uh, pitcher as I thought I did, and that, that, that came back to bite me. So, but uh, I don't really. I just don't think it's a good idea. Like, why, why would you keep? Why would you just DH? When you know you can't pitch, but then you know you're still really badly hurt, and when you can also just make it worse, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, to me, part of it is you signed him mainly as a pitcher, and yes. his offensive abilities were a bonus. Uh, the fact that he could actually go out and DH uh, and be in the lineup every day, even when he wasn't pitching, uh, that was just a bonus. So, I, you've got to address this this problem he has with his arm, or because essentially you're not going anywhere. You still got an outside chance of making something happen in the American League, but um, if you want Otani as a pitcher, yeah, you you better uh, you better do it now. Get the Tommy John surgery. If you delay, I mean, it, it, ideally you don't want him to get Tommy John, but if you delay it, then you're 
pushing him out even further into the 2020 season. He's already going to miss next year if he gets Tommy John. And you're right. If you delay it, then you're, you're pushing him even further, his return even further deeper into the 2020 season. So, and, and a lot of these, when you hear the UCL sprain, a lot of it is only a matter of time, it seems like, that it's going right. to happen. You're going to get Tommy John eventually. It's just a matter of when. And uh-huh. better earlier than, than delaying it, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of the way I feel. So I guess we're all in, in a unison that, uh, that we don't like this idea. We don't like this idea of him only hitting for the rest of the season. Unless you, unless you don't plan on on pitching him ever again, but even then, like you can't play him in the field with the sore arm. So, I mean, at some point you got to have surgery on it. Yeah. Like, yeah all he yeah. is to you is a designated hitter unless you do get the surgery. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to pigeonhole and that that's guy. That's a lot of money. Right. That's a lot right. of money to be putting out for just a designated hitter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's dumb. Get the surgery, move on. And uh, I'll have to double check how many years. I think it's still a significant number of years they still have they have Albert Pujols on the team and it'd be nice to have him DH every once in a while. He's getting up there in age. Uh you don't right. want to have a guy I, I never thought it was a good idea to have one guy be your starting DH. You want to have some flexibility at that position. It's almost a day off when a guy gets the DH, and you got Otani pigeonholed in, in the DH spot. It really limits you and what the lineups you what lineups you can make, and and your ability to give uh, an older player like Pujols an off day, but still have his bat in the lineup. Right, exactly. You know, exactly you. That sums it up perfectly, Dave. Well, let's take a broader look at the American League, the division races. It really looks like right now the five teams are are already set in stone for the playoffs. Uh, That's hard to say in June. I'm sure something's going to change to to uh, to 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 mix up this this seemingly these five teams running away with the the five playoff spots in in the AL. Um, What teams are you looking at? Uh, as as a team that can can spoil the, these five teams, Tom, I'll, I'll let you go first this time. But what what team outside of the five I'm, I'm talking about? Boston, New York, uh, Cleveland, Seattle up there in the top five right now in the AL, and and uh, Houston. What, what outside of those five? What what team can can make a run here in the second half of the year in the AL? What uh, right now, all I can say is the Angels again. Uh, they're seven and a half back, seven out of the wild card. <laughs> Uh, so, and they're above 500, they're 38 and 32. So this is a team that could still make a run, uh, is still close enough to make a run. Let's put it that way. Um, right. In yeah. the central, uh, Cleveland's not necessarily running away with things, but you don't have it. They don't have much competition coming after them. Uh, the Tigers change. are in second place, but they're only 34 and 37. Uh, yeah. So, right. Right. you know, this, they're three and a half back, but they're not even at the 500 mark yet. So, you know, to me, you don't start talking playoffs until you can get to be 500. And they're 11 oh, and a half yeah. back in the wild card. So I don't see the, the Tigers really having much of a shot here. And, you know, the AL East is just over. Man, the AL East is awesome. As far as the top two teams. <clears throat> 
You know, this is the Yankees Boston uh uh battle to you know, to the end uh you know it it's Tampa Bay, Toronto and Baltimore, forget the entire thing, they're gone. They're they're <laughs> they're cooked. Um so you know, and that's the thing. You, you know, Cleveland's not running away with it, but as long as they hold on to that this division, there really isn't anybody challenging them until somebody can get above 500 and prove to me they can win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I completely agree. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, glad, glad the Orioles are 30 games below 500. It couldn't happen to a worse owner <laughs> than Peter Angelos. <laughs> Um, wow! Wow! This is some fighting words. No, I, yeah. you, you'd be surprised. The Nationals and Orioles do not like each other, and it's for good reason because they're, uh, the Orioles owner is one of the worst people you could imagine. He's awful. But um, what is what is yeah, the worst thing that he's done? He's just there's like this whole mass in dispute and between the Nats and the Orioles, and he's just been so steadfast. He's just been such an, an idiot about it, and like you know, like the broadcasting of games and stuff like that. And it's been it's really been going on for years now, and it, it won't, he just he won't stop. And you know, there was a time and last year actually, the Orioles and Nats were like talking about trade, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I won't, I won't, um, I won't uh, trade a- a- anyone there." It's like, okay, yeah, you're you're just you're you're, you're garbage. Get out of here, please. And you know, I I I just I don't like him and. I, I, I just I, I can't I can't well, I mean, root for the Orioles. The Orioles made the biggest protest when it came time for the Nationals to move down from Montreal. You yeah, know because they, they were they cutting did. into the Orioles' uh, uh, territory. Yeah, and, and they, I don't blame and them now, for that protest. They had every right and, to and make that look, protest. I know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And now look what happened. Their their owner has just been being awful uh, to the Nats really just ever ever since. But um, back to the AL discussion. Tom basically said what I was going to say, so thank you, Tom. Um, the, it, I'd say the Angels too, but you know I wish the Athletics could go on a run because you know I've always uh, you know Moneyball, but whatever that won't happen again. Um, the, the AL Central has got to be the worst division I've honestly ever seen. Uh, look at all these teams. The Royals are 25 games below. The White Sox are 20 games below 500. The, the Twins are six games. It's like why are all these teams so bad? And then you have Cleveland, who really hasn't lived up this year either, but, you know, they're going to probably pull away um, at some time. You know, Corey Kluber's been outstanding this year. I don't know if you guys have seen how just how dominant he, he's been, but oh, it's yeah. been something – yeah, it's been something to behold how, how good this guy has become. But yeah, outside of those and if he pitched in a big market, he would be getting getting a lot more mm-hmm. attention. But yeah, he's one of the, the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. A hundred percent. Yeah, he would be getting a lot more attention if it weren't for freaking Cleveland. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you know the, the biggest surprising team. I'm, I'm sure I'll probably still still steal Dave Thunder from this. The Seattle Mariners. When is the last time this team has been good? I, I, I have an answer I, for you. I don't. I don't even remember like them ever being a winning team in my lifetime. Almost. Well, they haven't been that yeah, bad. Yeah, but you don't hate. 
you, you don't have a lot of lifetime to, to draw from, though. <laughs> you know what, Tom? You know what? That's true. Oh. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, um, so what, what, the, the, the last well, time I just Mariners made the playoffs was 2001. And in 2001, I was still playing my Nintendo 64. So that was a while yeah, ago. I was, Dave, I was four years old. I was still wearing – I was almost going to kindergarten. Yeah, you you were almost housebroken at that point. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you set yourself up for that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, yes, you did. Um, but the, the Mariners have had, I mean, they haven't been great, and they've had some bad teams. I think since 2001, they've lost 100 games twice uh, in a season. But they've also had six winning seasons. So we're not talking about uh, the, the the Pittsburgh Pirates streak, 20 straight losing seasons. So they, they've had some decent teams. Uh, 2002, they actually won 93 games, and there was no second wild card back then. Uh, and the Athletics won 103 games and won the AL West that year, uh, set the record for uh, or or came. I guess it got broken last year, but they had a got. Close to the the AL record for most uh, consecutive wins with 20 in a row. Indians broke it last season. We talked about that on the show. Um, and uh-huh. the Angels ended up winning the World Series. They had 99 wins that year as the AL wild card. So that was like my prime around that time was was uh, some of my favorite baseball because I was a kid. Uh, I loved that season in, in the AL West. Tremendous baseball, and the Mariners were in third with 93 wins. So. Uh, I think they had one other season where they've won 90 games. The last time they were above 20 games above 500 guys was 2007. Uh, before this week, they were 20 games above 500. Uh, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday they reached that mark. They're a game, uh, half a game behind Houston for first place in the AL West. So you're right, and, and I guess the most amazing thing is they're they're able to do this and and be. Looks like on their way to their first playoff berth in more than a decade and a half without one of their best players, Robinson Cano, who we didn't really cover a few weeks ago, testing positive for steroids. Uh, and oh is my out God, for, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's, he's out for 80 games, and if they do make the playoffs, he will not be in the playoffs because that's part of the punishment too. Cano will not be available for huh. the postseason for the Mariners. Oh, man. Right. Yeah, I totally, exactly. I totally forgot. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just terrible for the man uh, for the Mariners. But you know they've had so much else going going well up and down that lineup with uh, uh, Miss Haniger, Nelson Cruz has 16 home runs. Uh, well, uh, Jean Segura has been outstanding uh, batting average so far this year. So they do have other things that are going well for them. But yeah, I mean Cano. You know, cornerstone of that team. They brought him in to to kind of be the team leader and be the be the building block they wanted to to build around. And and uh, you know that that's one of the reasons why I still think the Angels might have a chance. But you know, you're really talking about an almost completely decided American League playoff picture. Yeah, it, it's basically um, almost done. I was going to ask you guys real quickly. 
you know, uh, you know what? I'm so glad that's got back, guys. That Yankees Red Sox rivalry, man. When I was a kid, uh, um, it was all it's all literally anyone would talk about in school it was about the Red Yankees Red Sox. It was like I'd never heard. It was like I couldn't get it out of my head. So were you like eight by then? Yes, yes, I was around eight, uh, eight, nine years old, and everyone was just obsessing over the Yankees Red Sox. And for good reason. Uh, the, uh, that was after, you know, the 2002 season with the, the hot AL West in the American League in 2003, it became Yankees-Red Sox. And that seemed like it was the only two teams uh, that anyone wanted to talk about and, and really the only two that almost deserved to be talked about, at least in the American League, because it was those two teams. It was nobody else in the league. Uh, the, the hatred, I don't think, has been has ever been higher than than it was then between those two. Oh, I know yeah. the the rivalry goes back far, you know, a hundred years, and they've had some great moments. And I know Tom could probably talk about it for for days. The Yankees Red Sox rivalry. Oh, Tom but... has many many memories of those. Tom has a lot of memories. Don't you? Yeah. Tom? Yeah. I remember watching. I remember watching Babe Ruth pitch. Oh my God. So... <laughs> he won 23 games twice. He was he was a damn good pitcher. The original yeah, Otani. He, he had the record for individual. I mean, for uh, postseason uh, um, streak, most innings pitched without a run with 29 until uh, you know that got broken uh, later on. But um, and Tom. You watch Joe DiMaggio in his prime? Oh, hey, DiMaggio was great. You know, DiMaggio and Williams came in to the major leagues in 1936, both in the same year, and that really kind of twists the rivalry back to the to the front of the everybody's minds. Babe Ruth started it when the Red Sox sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees for a hundred thousand uh, dollars. The Red Sox owners was big into uh, a theater. He had to finance one of his plays. Uh, he was out of money and uh, sold Babe Ruth. And yeah. <laughs> just one of the most idiotic things that anybody has ever done in the history of baseball. So History of sports, really. What's that? History of sports. Hey, Dave, that, that's not even Taylor Hall for Adam Larson doesn't compare to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. It does not even come close to selling Babe Ruth. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Not even close. But she has, uh, you know, the 49 season came down to the last game. The, the Yankees trailed the Red Sox the entire year and uh, and pulled ahead, finally won the final game, won, that, uh, won the American League by one game. Uh, 1978, the big playoff between the two teams. Lucky yeah. Ten's home run in Fenway Park. Uh, yeah. Beat Mike Torres and uh, and the Red Sox that year. So yeah, you yeah. know these two teams always seem to be uh, competing against each other. And for the most part, normally you know, the Red Sox have have gotten the the tail end of it quite a bit over over uh, the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> Which I think makes the rivalry even more um, more intense on the Red Sox side uh, than necessarily the Yankees side. Yeah, 
I remember when I was a kid, you know, it was, oh, my God, Big Poppy, Manny, R- Manny Ramirez, and Johnny Damon, and, you know, Derek Jeter, A-Rod, and Jason Giambi, and all, all these all these players. And it was everyone would just talk about them like it was like the coolest thing they'd ever saw. Yeah, it was. The Red Sox it finally won a couple of World thing. Series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, and it guess was who put those teams thing. together? Uh, no, no, you remember who put those teams together? Uh, Dave, don't answer that question. Dave, you remember uh, who put those teams together? Well, the 03 Yankees? 04 Yankees? No, the, yeah. the Red Sox. Yeah. Oh, the World oh, Series oh. winners. The greatest, leader, the greatest leader in the world. The greatest leader in the world, Theo Epstein. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you know, you know oh, he's part of the Rebel Alliance, and he's a traitor now. Who is? Uh, you. Yeah. Dave, oh, me? Part of the Re- yeah. yeah you, you answered that question. You weren't supposed to answer it. Ah. Uh, well, I, I, at first, I, I was stumped, actually. Um, I had to think about it for a second, but I got it. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I think. The, the Yankees Red Sox uh, rivalry is is the best. It's just I, I you know we could talk about it for for days as I said, but it it just to yeah. put it simply, it's the best and and it's back. You know the last few years it just hasn't been the same, and I don't think it'll ever top oh three oh four. Maybe it's because I was a kid and and, and baseball you know was was my world back then, um, but uh, I don't think it'll top oh three oh four. Uh, that that period, but we're going to get close to it, I think, because because these two teams, I think, in their minds, they're the only two teams that matter in the American League right now, um, and uh, we'll see if we get a, a Yankees Red Sox playoff series. That'd be that would be fantastic. But we got a few Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say we have just a few minutes left. Uh, we're not going to take any more Coffee. calls or any calls. Um, if you want to get your opinion on, please tweet at us quickly. We're running out of time. Uh, at WKD Sports Huddle. You can also tweet at Tom. He's following Twitter right now. At TJ Pollen. At Hunter Hodes uh, is another one you can hit up. Last few minutes here. Uh, Hunter, I want to ask you real quick so we'll get to our NHL in this show, and then we're going to get to our top memories from, from, uh, from the last year, the last two years on WRSP Radio. But, but real quick. Hunter, the top storyline as we head to NHL free agency, what is it? Oh, Dave, Dave, well, I mean, at least, we, you know, Tom, we got to hockey this time. So, you know, joke's on you. But um, <laughs> the number one storyline, um, you know, it's, it's obviously uh, John Tavares, you know. Is he mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe say this. Is he like actually stupid enough to sign back with the New York Islanders? I'm sorry. You know, forget the, you know, the royalty, you know. I know they have, they have a new voice. They actually, you know, had some balls and fired Garth Snow when I don't, didn't, didn't think they would. I mean, you're, you're, his career has just been wasted ever since he came there. And, you know, you may not ever get a chance to hear from other teams. It, it, I mean, I think the, the period for when teams can start talking to players is right after the draft next weekend. I think it starts on Monday. So, I mean, at least do what Steven Stamkos did. He waited. He talked to some other teams. Fielded, probably fielded some offers. 
But, you know, in the end, you know, his heart was in Tampa Bay. And, you know, he actually had a team that was built around him there. So, a little apples, oranges, but it's whatever. But, I mean, at least just listen to what other teams have to say. I mean, it just it just makes no sense that you're, all you're just going to do is talk to the Islanders when, you know, they, they really don't have, like, a winning team around him. And, you know, it's just it, it's just been sad that, you know, he hasn't – They've only made the playoffs three times, and he's won just one playoff series um, during his whole career there. So I'm hoping that he makes it to there, uh, the, the the period where teams can start talking to UFAs, and that you know he hears from other teams like Santos did. Real quick, Hunter, if you're John Tavares, yeah. where do you sign? What team? <sighs> Who? That's that's put me on the spot. Uh, Vegas. Go to Vegas. Vegas. Have your, you have your superstar, an actual superstar player. I mean, you know, they have a lot of good players, but, you know, this is a superstar player. He'll be your number one center. You know, you guys forget, Vegas has $30 million in cap space, if I'm not mistaken. They have a yeah. lot of cap. And, you know, they will they will make it work. And, you know, I think they're going to be one of the teams that uh, talks to him. You know, I wouldn't be heck, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to deal for Eric Carlson in Ottawa because I think he's going to get traded too. So um, you know, so um, yeah, I I think that'd be my number one choice. Can I, can I also can I also laugh at the Montreal Canadiens real quick? Go ahead, yeah, real fast. Okay, okay real real quickly, real quickly. Okay, <clears throat> okay, yeah, Dave. They they traded Alex Galchenyuk for Max Domi. Um, Galchenyuk had 19 goals last year and over 50 points, and they're acquiring a guy that had nine goals last year. Half of them, four of them, were empty netters. So he had five goals without four empty netters. Yeah, great job, Mark Bergevin. It's almost as dumb as when you traded uh, uh, P.K. Subban for Shea Weber and uh, Jonathan Drin for uh, Mikhail Sergachev. So, you know, I love that Mark Bergevin runs the Canadians because he's just going to keep running them to the ground. But that's all I wanted to say about the Montreal Canadiens. Well, I wish we had a little bit more time to talk about the Max Domi trade because there's a report from Pittsburgh Sports Now that the Penguins were in on the Domi uh, discussions and they thought they were going to yeah, acquire Domi from from Arizona. Yeah. I, I saw that. You know, I, I, I know it was the um, it was Dan Kongersky. You know, if it were Yoey or Mackey, I'd probably believe it a bit more. I just I don't I don't like know him too well to believe it. I'd say, but um. I mean, he he does probably have some source, but, you know, I saw they would potentially include Brian Russ, and I'm like, yeah, that would be kind of silly if that was the trade, if it was, like, Rust for him, because I like Brian Russ more than I do like Max Domi. So that's all I want to say about that. Okay. Well, it sounds like Hunter is happy that the trade wasn't uh, made by the Penguins. Oh, of course, yeah. I would have been a little upset. We got just a couple minutes left on today's show. Again, as a reminder, if you've listened to us the last two years or if you just joined the last couple weeks or today, thanks for listening. We really enjoyed it. We had a great time here on WRSP Radio. And we're going to continue the show somewhere else. Um, Our partnership is kind of up with WRSP Radio. We will be catching on somewhere else. Follow us on Twitter at DM Holcomb is my handle, at TJ Pollan, at Hunter Hodes, at WKD Sports Huddle is the show account. Uh, we will release the news where we land with the show um, on all three, all four of those those Twitter accounts. So follow us there if you want to listen to us wherever we land next. And to end today's show, to end this run of, of Weekend Sports Huddle, we were going to reflect back and, 
and bring up some of our favorite memories. Tom, I'll let you go first. Uh, what were some of your favorite memories from, from weekend sports over the last two years? Well, I, I think just the favorite thing, one of the favorite things I've always done was the Nasher Thomas predicts. Uh, it caught on oh. with some of our fans, and and I really enjoyed doing that. And, and I think it was a fun way for us to get other football talk into our, our Bears and Steelers talk. And always enjoyed it, always enjoyed uh, – uh, uh, knocking uh, Hunter down a few pegs and and you know, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and I'm telling you, we got tweets about Master Thomas predict. So it, it turned out to be a pretty good segment, that I, and I always enjoyed doing it. And um, I'll just just you know, I enjoy working with you guys and uh, and I don't know if I can pick out a single moment because I really. Really had a lot of fun with him. How about you, Hunter? Oh, there's a couple. Um, you know, I think uh, Dave and I about a couple months ago had almost a shouting match about Terrell Edmonds. That was that was fun. You know, I, I still love Dave afterwards. You know, I, I, who could hate Dave? But um, that was a pretty good <laughs> moment. You know, every time Tom cringes when I don't know someone from like. 50 to 70 years ago. Uh, that's always fun. Um, and then, you know, just when I beat Tom in Nostra Thomas, because, you know, there are times when I do, and then I just go full Emperor Palpatine right in, right in his face. So, you know, th- those were some fun moments. Force deficient, Luke. Oh. <laughs> you will always be force deficient, Luke, to me. Now, well, you'll see when the new season starts up and we have a new show, you'll, you'll see. How about you, Dave? I agree with Tom. It's hard to pick just one, but you guys bring up good ones. I, I, I'll remember Nostra Thomas predicts every week. Uh, I'll remember the shouting match about Terrell Edmonds, of course, <laughs> and I'm following to see which one of us ends up being right, although I guess we both could end up being right. Um, if Edmonds becomes a star in three years, Hunter will be right, and I will be right too because I said – He's not going to help him in 2018. So we could both end up being right there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, who gets the better end of that argument. Um, two other things that, that pop up in my head, um, and one in particular, I'm not really sure why, but the, the discussion we had about the Chicago Bulls GM that passed away, Jerry Krause, that was over a year ago now. Um, I like it when obviously it's 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 horrible when we have to talk about someone's death, but when we have uh, former um, prominent people like that pass away, it gives us a chance to remember them and honor them and talk about them, and and someone younger like myself learns learns about them because I didn't know anything about Jerry Krause before our discussion, and I learned all about his how important he was to one of the biggest dynasties uh, in sports in the last 30 years, the Chicago Bulls dynasty. So um, that, that conversation sticks out in my mind uh, as I, I reflect back today. That's great, Dave. Yeah, and you're right. We do end up talking a lot of, uh, you know, unfortunately the ones who do pass from us and, uh, and be having the chance to, uh, to kind of give him a little bit more recognition at the end um, is is very satisfying. 
Absolutely. And it's hard also not to say the Penguins winning the Stanley Cup last year. We caught the tail end of the 2016 run when we started the show. And uh, I think Hunter and I are both hoping we are back on air with the show and we're talking about a 2019 Stanley Cup victory in Pittsburgh. Three and four. Three cups in four years. Let's do it. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter at WKD Sports Huddle. We will announce there where this show lands. But for now, goodbye. Thank you so much for making us a part of your Saturday morning.